up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to another episode of It Is What It Is, 8-Bit.net's news and current affairs podcast. Each and every week, we bring you all our takes and all the news you need to know about. I'm your host, Jack Cruz, and joining me this week, my partner in crime, the all-round good guy, host of putting in work, it's Jono Peck. Hello, Jono. Hey, Jack. What's going on? Same, same. Same, same, but different. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty good. That's I am good. pretty good. We're doing double header today. Double banger. Yeah. Double ender. <laughs> the old double penetration podcast. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you walked right into that one, my friend. Walked right into that one. Hey, <laughs> yes, we are. So after this, we'll, uh, we'll finally have me on. Uh... <laughs> Wait, should, is this. Because you normally announce it on the day. I guess people will find out because I'm going to release yeah, this tonight. There'll be a sneak peek for the there you go. faithful. Well, there you go, there you everyone. Go. I'm going to be on putting in work this week, so. Well, days. next week, but yeah. Oh, okay. Next week. <laughs> uh, tune in for that one, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> how you going? What's going on? What's oh, happening? just enjoying your company as always. Oh, it's been what, about a month since the last one. Episode yeah. 50 with Tom. You've had Colin on. That's exciting. We might yep. talk about that on putting in work. But sure. yeah, just enjoying things. The division Good. is taking up a lot of my spare time. The vision. And- the division. Oh, the too. division. Are you still going on that? Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. How many? You'd be a few. You'd be a few hours into that now, wouldn't you? Mm, I think I am close to a hundred hours by now. Jesus. Which I'm impressed and disgraced by at the same time. Yeah, I'm both of those adjectives towards yeah. your uh, towards your time <clears throat> in game. I think I'm what's, like. What's yours? You're, you must be forty, uh, 50, 60. I'm about 40, 45 hours. Um, I sort of got to the, I guess, what you would call the end game now where everything kind of just resets and mm-hmm. all those other dudes come in. But, um, And I kind of just went, oh. after that, I was like, oh. I kind of, I don't know, it was weird. It was a weird feeling. It was like oh, all that hard work I did has sort of been reset. <laughs> and then all these other like mechanics popped up and I'm like, whoa, wait, what? Like, what is all this? Um Oh, I loved the game. Like, don't get me yeah. wrong. I, I had blasts with the 40 hours I played with it, but I kind of got to that point. I was like, I don't even know if I need to play anymore after this. This kind of bummed me out a little bit. Kind of knocked the yeah the wind out of my sails. I didn't think that I'd play a ton of the end game, but it's really grabbed me. <laughs> like, yeah. What's grabbed you about it? Uh, It's just fun. Like, it's just still a fun game. And yeah. it doesn't feel like I'm doing the same thing over and over, even, even though I really am. But yeah. I guess it's also the social side where, like, I've been playing a lot with my brother and with Jared Trail yeah. from uh, Rainbite, and yeah, it's like we just like save missions to do together, and then we'll grind away. And I think I really want to go for the platinum trophy, so that's been a thing that's kind of been pushing me mm-hmm, along mm-hmm. as we go. But yep. there's just like a bunch of stuff during the game that is is fun to to do with friends and to mm-hmm. do in the end game, like running around the dark zone trying to like get the best weapons and all that kind of thing it's and mm. it, i guess also there's not any huge other triple a releases to distract mm. me mm. at the moment it's uh, a light my, on year isn't it uh i think it's gonna be a good year but it's just this time of oh, the not, year it's no 2018 yeah i would yeah i agree with that i'm still like playing other stuff and catching up like mm. i've i just got hollow knight and i'm enjoying dabbling in that when i'm not playing the division and i played mm. the walking dead's final season a couple of weeks ago so there's still mm. there's still stuff and mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. like the division's just this giant hulking thing to yeah to pull me back in yeah yeah i think 
I think you hit the nail on the head where you said um, that it's you know it doesn't feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again. And I thought of it. I like I like consciously actually thought that a heap of times when playing through the game and thinking to myself, man, these missions are literally exactly the same thing every time. Mm. It's just a yeah. different sort of like area. It's like go in. Get in cover, kill the this wave of enemies, move to the next room, kill those enemies, move to the next room, kill those enemies, use your skills and stuff. But it's just so satisfying and using yeah. the skills and beating the enemy and like just doing it using all the combinations of the different things that you've sort of and I use the same skills for pretty much the entire game. Like I change from the <laughs> turret and the the um, drone, um, the remote control grenades or whatever that Yeah. The Seeker Mines. Seeker Mines, that's ones. Yeah. Um, so I pretty much did the exact same thing from start to finish, um, but it never felt stale. It never felt old. And it's been so long since I've played a game that I've just been, I've just lost hours in where I've just sat there and played and I'm like, Oh shit, I've been going for like four or five hours by now. Mm. Um, then I had a few sessions like that, which was really good. And I haven't had that for quite a while. I haven't had that for, oh, I know this is probably Spider-Man. Um, it was a game I probably lost hours to. And before that, I can't even remember, you know, there was no... There's no game where I've been able to lose hours like that. Like, I've played a heap of... God open... of War. Well, not even God of War. Even when I'm playing God of War, okay. I probably only play for, like, two or three hours at a time, max. Like, most of the time, it was, like, mm. a quick hour session, quick hour session, okay. quick hour session. Um, and that's not to say anything about the quality of that game, but I'm just talking about the that grab factor of losing it. Like, The Witcher 3 is the one that always pops out to me, or Minogu Side 5. Like, those are games where I would just sit down and be like, hey, I'll give this a crack for a little bit, and then all of a sudden... I've been there for five hours and the sun's gone down. <laughs> um, yeah. So. My main disappointment is that uh, for somehow, somehow after like 90 hours, I haven't played a single minute with you. Mm. I don't know what you're thinking. I haven't played with anyone. <laughs> I haven't played, I've played the whole thing solo and that's pretty much how I did the first game as well. It was only when I went to the dark zone that I just started pairing up with Ren. And I didn't even play with friends. Oh, I just What about Fran Mirabella the third? <laughs> Yeah, what? Sorry, that was one. So there was two times I played. I played with Tom Hawkins one time, um, and Wes, and then another time I jumped into a game with Zyger and just happened to be playing with Greg and and Fran Mirabella. And I was like, oh shit! Um, and my mic wasn't working. It was the worst. Um, so I played a few missions with Fran and Greg, which was cool. Uh, but that was like two random times through the game and then it was only yeah when i went into the end game like going into the dark zone in division one that i pair up with some people um and um became sort of on just met some dude and we sort of paired up and then like we just started he's like added me to a party and we just started chatting it was like oh cool man i was just talking to him the last guy from melbourne we played heaps together and i've never seen him like online again i've never seen him play (laughs) another game all right yeah so that was yeah that's that's that story um yeah it's fun it's yeah. fun playing with people i don't know I, I mean i kind of understand why you don't want to but mm. i think because i'm also hesitant to play online <clears throat> and chat with people because i'm just like oh, i can't be bothered i'm like mm. listening to a podcast or i'm doing mm. whatever but mm. I, I it really has the division always seems to be the one that gets me to do it and get out of my comfort zone and it's been it's been rewarding so i hope yeah. that we can play online together and yeah i, I yeah. can show you my cool outfit yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, Except I don't know. Those high-top sneakers. I assume I'll give it a crack again um, at some point before, like, day's gone or something. But uh, even today, like, this this afternoon um, or this evening, I went to, like, I was like, oh, okay, oh, I might just switch out the division and put DMC and try and finish that off before day's gone. Mm. And I put it in and then just turned my PlayStation off and watched Netflix for a bit. I was like, <laughs> ah, I can't even be bothered right now. So, 
just in one of those uh, one of those holding pattern phases at the moment. Just put forty hours into something, so I'm, and just maybe just decompress for a little bit until the next big thing comes along. Um, but Jono, I did see a movie uh, last week. I saw the old the Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. the last movie mm-hmm. in the lead up. That I'm full. I'm officially finished my watch through of the MCU. I'm now ready for Endgame. Um, That's Captain a big Marvel effort. has been seen. Yeah, this, this uh, has been an ongoing saga yeah i caught up like heaps faster than i anticipated i would there was some weeks where i watched like two or three in a weekend which which obviously helped but all 20 oh bar one i didn't really watch the incredible hulk because i just couldn't get it Mm. anywhere and i couldn't be bothered going and getting it and i thought you know what it's not gonna be the end of the world if i don't see the incredible hulk um but i watched all the mcu movies and uh in the lead up to endgame which comes out on the 24th so just under two just over two weeks which is exciting. Two weeks tomorrow. Yeah. Woo, woo, yeah woo. If not, if nothing else, Captain Marvel got me really hyped for Endgame. Mm, mm. Yeah. So what did you? I want to do a quick. I want to try something new. A little bit of something mm. new. We often talk about movies and what we've been watching, what we've been playing on this show before we dive into the news. But I want to try a little semi-review, not like mm. a full review, but just so let's just talk about Captain Marvel and what you thought about it. Where did? Sure. How did you feel about Captain Marvel? So, first of all, while we're speaking of reviews, and before we get too far away, I have got a review for The Division 2 up on the 8-Bit YouTube channel, so please mm-hmm. go and check that out. I put a lot of love and care into it. It was yes. a lot of fun. Great review. Thank you. And <clears throat> Captain Marvel, I thought it was a good movie, and I thought, I think I told you when I came out, it was like the bottom of the top tier, which in reality is kind of just the middle. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I, I feel like it's very middle- you know, that kind of Doctor mm. Strange kind mm. of area. Doctor of, Strange, uh, Ant-Man kind of, yep. Yeah, that like, you know, great movie. Um, not like mind-bendingly amazing mm. uh, must buy it on day one to rewatch the Blu-ray. Not that I'm that kind of person anyway, but, mm. <laughs> um, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like mm. Into the Spider-Verse and it's mm. not like that level of hype where you just want to go home and tell everyone how great this thing is and you have to go see it. But mm-hmm. it's a gra- it was a good movie and I think similar to you i think from our conversations uh the first 20 minutes or so i thought was uh, below average it was yeah i guess setting the scene and explaining who these people are but not having any context for the character from uh you know comics and stuff Mm -hmm. i just i was very confused and yeah it wasn't really until they got to I, i don't know how much we're spoiling but until they got to earth that was when things started to pick up and we got, you know, those 90s nostalgia vibes and the soundtrack and mm-hmm. we got Nick Fury and we got, mm-hmm. you know, Coulson and these yep. cool things happening and, like, that kind of brought it around for me. So, yeah, yeah. overall, like, was it perfect? Definitely not. Uh, if we had more time, I could complain about stuff, but mm. who, who really wants to hear that? It, it was a good movie and um, I think... I'm interested to see how she fits in with the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was... Yeah, I echo a lot of what you say. I thought it was a fine enough movie, and it's definitely in that middle tier for me. I think I ranked it 10th. That's probably being a bit generous. I feel like the ending, like the final two acts, or even just the final act and a half kind of brought it home for me. And then there was, there was still a lot of stuff going on that kind of annoyed me in the movie. There was constant... like There was so many good parts of it, and there were so yeah. many parts of it that really annoyed me or like i was just like ah plot hole things and things that kind of i just thought were a bit sloppy and for a lot of forced humor yeah. like the fake laughing we've, and 
We've heard these jokes like in every Marvel movie mm. ever, basically. Mm. Like the the sarcastic, quippy, grumpy yep. kind of character. Yeah. Whether it's Doctor Strange, Iron Man, or someone yeah. else, like uh, we've uh, heard this character. And that's another thing that I, that I didn't love about her character was that she just kind of seemed to be the female version of characters we already know. And I don't know if that's just who she is and they mm. are just being true to that or if it's just a, a trope that works yeah. for, so, for the hero. This is going to be semi, semi-spoilery. So if you're not, if you if you don't if you haven't seen Captain Marvel or you're interested in seeing Captain Marvel, skip ahead a few minutes because this is kind of not really. I'm not going to spoil any plot holes, but you know I'm very sensitive about spoilers, so I would consider this stuff a spoiler. Um, so skip ahead a couple of minutes if if you don't want to hear any of this. I didn't feel like we got any kind of. It didn't. None of it felt earned. Like we didn't get any kind of build up of who this person was mm. and why she is the way she is. All of this, she was just, and they sort of went a different way in the way they did this origin movie in. Like I, I, yeah. yeah, I thought of, I kind of thought we'd see her as Carol Danvers, and then we'd see her become Captain Marvel. But it's just like straight from the start, she's on this planet and she's got powers, and there's some shit going on. I was like, what the fuck? And like, yeah, I appreciate that they didn't just do the typical like linear style of doing it, but it yeah. was. But I just, I just, yeah. I felt janky. Like it felt janky. It didn't feel like it worked. She had this, like. She didn't seem like someone who had nostal- who had um, nostalgia, who had amnesia. Mm. She's like on Earth, and she's just like relating to all these things. She's got this humor, and there's nothing clicked to her that she's like, shit. I, I feel like I've been here before. Like, this is all really familiar. She's just all of a sudden she's there, and everything's cool, and she's sweet, and she knows how to ride a motorbike and stuff. Like at no point <laughs> is she questioning how she knows all this stuff. She kind of just goes with it. I'm like, this is just so weird. She it was it was. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just didn't like how they sort of built that, and I get what they were going for. But at the same time, because you could, they had to do it that way to do the reveal later on in the movie with the sort of switching of the yeah. villains. But if you watch the MCU, you know right from the start of this movie that they're the, the Kree are the bad guys. Like the movie starts in like Kree, and it's like these are the guy. This is Ronan's dudes. These are the bad guys from um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like you know that. By watching, like, if you are watching the MCU, you, and I guess uh, if you don't, then yeah, it's fine. But if you do, like, you, and most people watching these movies, I assume, know what's going on in the MCU. They're like, oh, Cree, like, it, yeah. So it was just weird. It was just, I felt like it was weirdly paced at the start. But Brie Larson was amazing. Samuel L. Jackson was amazing. Um, the Scrolls were amazing. That was awesome. Mm, I love how yeah. upset comic book fans are about this that they were. With the, with their sort of um, switcheroo, um, our friend Tom, I think that's why he said that. I didn't, I didn't really get at the time. He's like, they were the worst part of the movie. I was like, what are you talking about? And I think I get it now, <laughs> knowing a little <laughs> bit more about like the backstory of Captain Marvel. Um, right. But um, I, yeah, I think it was fine. I think it was a fine movie. Um, I'm gonna go back through and rejig my rankings as I go. There's a few movies that I've put in a bit lower. I'm like. Thinking about it in hindsight, I'm like, hmm, I feel like I like Doctor Strange a lot more than what I gave it credit for at the start. <laughs> Things like that, so. Yeah. Do I don't know if your true. your listeners are familiar whether you've talked about this or not, but mm-hmm. Jack has meticulously ranked lots yes. of things in, in life, but the MCU is uh, the most recent ranking like- list that he has <laughs> poured over. I like lists. What can I say? I like lists. Um, maybe I'll reveal it after Endgame. I'll um, we'll do a little mini yeah. review, semi review uh, of of Endgame after we see that. And um, here's I'll a question on my list. Yeah, in in the lead up to Endgame, mm. 
it's either going to be the best movie in the series or it's going to be a huge disappointment yeah i think <laughs> like if, I, if it's not an amazing if it's not amazing it's mm. going to be crapped on i mm. think so it's it's going to be yeah interesting to see I, the, the hot takes flying i feel like and i haven't I've, I've avoided pretty much all trailers all everything for this movie every time i see something on social media i have to scroll past it quickly even like they're releasing like the pop vinyls already for this movie. I'm like, nope, scroll past. I don't want to see any of the characters or what their uniforms are, or what they look like. I don't want to know anything. You don't um, want to know if Captain America has a beard or not. No, um, but I feel like it's going to be somewhere between. It'll be. I feel like it'll be in the top four. I feel like you know my top four. I guess for argument's sake is number one is Spider Man Homecoming. Number two is Infinity War. Number three is Civil War, and number four is the original Avengers. I feel yeah. like it'll fall somewhere in there. Probably number two or three. Um, yeah. And I think it's not necessarily what they do with the characters, like who dies, who lives, how they bring them back. But it's like how the movie is paced and whether it feels earned and whether there's like an emotional payoff. I think like yeah. that's really what's going to be the, the big thing. And, and people have this expectation that this is going to be the kind of linchpin or like the, the fork in the road that mm. determines like the next phase. And that's probably what a lot of the hype comes from. Mm. Um, whether... You know whether we do get another ten years of, of uh, you know Tony Stark movies and mm. Captain America movies, or if it's the point where we pivot straight into all these new characters and that kind mm. of. Thing. So that'll be cool. Yep. yep. There's a lot of questions to be answered, especially Absolutely. with what we know about Disney owning like X Men and mm. Deadpool and all this mm. now. So interesting stuff. Shall be very interesting. Uh, Jono, we've been going for yep. about seventeen minutes, so we should probably get into the news. Uh, probably. Maybe, maybe uh, people prefer to hear us talk about games and movies, yeah, but who that's know? a podcast for another day. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, now, Jono, uh, yeah, we, right. we just had uh, WrestleMania over the weekend. Yes, we did. I actually muted it on Twitter. No, oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, a- I have nothing against people enjoying the WrestleManias, mm-hmm. and I've enjoyed many WrestleManias gone, mm-hmm. but it just like ate up my entire news feed on twitter and i just didn't care so i was oh, like yeah. yeah i'm just gonna beat this but yeah what were you gonna say ebenezer's <laughs> fucking scrooge over here um <laughs> so well you know wrestlemania is the biggest day of the year for the wrestling fans uh, and did, did and i guess you wouldn't have seen because you muted on twitter but did you see that they announced a new wrestling faction oh i did not <laughs> they're kind of like the nwo it's the, the new world order it's kind of like the new world order it's the vwo oh okay here we the go. vegan world order <laughs> That's right, Jono. Vegans are taking over. Shenanigans. Spray painting their logo on people's backs and stomachs. Hopefully no animals were... Yeah, uh, no animals. uh, Jono, a group of vegan protesters were out in force this week, causing chaos in the Melbourne CBD. In the name of animal rights, they blocked traffic and tram lines at the busy intersection of Flinders and Swanston Street. After refusing to move, police apprehended 38 of the protesters. One of the protesters claiming, things like this will keep happening until we see a change, until it's a vegan world. The super, uh, superintendent, David Clayton from Melbourne Police, said uh, that the police were disappointed the protesters had not spoken to them beforehand. And he said, quote, there will be people, uh, there will be people who couldn't access services during this time. The safety and security of the community is Victoria Police's number one priority. Police are able to facilitate planned protests when we are engaged with them, which doesn't put the community at risk. So, Jono, a noble cause or inconsiderate pests? 
I think it's a bit of both, to be honest. Uh, I am a loving carnivore, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially. I, mm-hmm. I love meat, and I always will. Mm-hmm. But and I I totally um, sympathise with the cause of you know the humane killing of animals. I think mm-hmm. that you know mm-hmm. we need to treat these creatures of God's green earth with respect, even mm-hmm. if we are going to eat them. People might think that's a contradiction, but. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we could have a, a long discussion about ethics and that kind of thing. Yep. But yeah, I think that they completely went about this the wrong way. I think that by, you know, it's a peaceful protest. Yes, I respect their right to do that. But I think even though I had a friend who's a vegan say, this is really disappointing because it just makes people hate us. Mm. You know, it's mm. just, you don't piss people off to convince them of your point. Like, yeah, it, it's as bad as the people who thump bibles at at people and tell them to convert like that's not helping anyone like that's just being annoying and yeah no one likes that it's why Mm. people joke about jehovah's witnesses because they knock on your door at home and annoy you um i think (laughs) that (laughs) i love the jehovah's witnesses they're my favorite yeah um i invited one in once and he was like so like perplexed he'd never got it's like he'd never gotten that far it was like the guy that uses the pickup line at the nightclub yeah yeah, and it works it's like oh wait what do i do now he looks so confused it was so cute you give me a great idea next time um a jehovah's witness knocks on my door i'm gonna invite them in my home yeah i mean i didn't like invite him to sit down but i i i didn't turn him away i engaged in a conversation i guess but uh anyway um i guess my point is that yeah, what they did was disruptive and maybe that's their way to kick up a stink and make headlines mm. for this documentary that they mm. want people to watch. And that's fine. I think this guy saying that we're going to do this until it's a vegan world, I don't think that is what the organized protest was meant to be about. That sounds like someone that's a bit rogue on the, on the cause. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it would be certainly a shame if there was ambulances that were held up, if there were, mm. you know, people on their way to medical appointments that mm. weren't able to get there. I think that's the side of it that really becomes an issue. And unfortunately, in Victoria, uh, Daniel Andrews brought in these laws in 2015 that mean police can't move on peaceful protests. And I- I'm interested that they arrested them. I don't know what they would have been for unless it became more than a peaceful protest because I yeah. don't think that they have the powers to do that. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, yeah, I pretty much, yeah, I echo sentiments. And I want to preface this whole conversation by saying that I fully and um, truly don't hate vegans. <laughs> I like vegans. I think it's, I do, and, I, and, I don't, and I say this in the most serious way possible. Um, I think it's, a, I, honestly, I think it is yeah. one of the more noble causes, like, the protection of animals and, um, and all that. I have uh, like very, very close friends that are vegan. Um, you know, my best friend, Daniel lives a, lives a non-cruelty lifestyle. Um, you know, my son's best friend is a vegan. Like (laughs) there are people close to me in my life who are vegans. And I, and I, um, like, I get it. I get the animal cruelty thing. Like a hundred percent get it. Like I'm, I'm a carnivore. I love meat. Um, I, I couldn't see myself giving it up, but I, I fully mm. respect the a person's right to choose that. And if you're going to choose to be any kind of thing, like a vegan is a great thing to choose. Like what an awesome thing to do to sacrifice eating meat to, for the, you know, the protection of, of animals and all that. But having said that, um, this is just a ridiculous way to get your point across, like you said, and it doesn't help the cause. It just, you 
push people away by acting like this. Like mm-hmm. there's a business, there's a business out in Gippsland, the cafe out in Gippsland that's closed down because the vegans kept going in and, and harassing them basically when they, these guys are trying to make a living. Like a butcher. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, they're going and they, they, and they're also doing things that are quite illegal as well. Like what they did was illegal. Like this wasn't, yes, it was a peaceful protest, but it was not, you're not meant to protest like that. Like you're meant to do it in a peaceful, like that's, I think the laws were brought in for the people who are organized, who register, who do it in a way that's within the guidelines of what a protest is. And it's, yeah. and it's, it's sanctioned and it's organized and it's safe. And what this was, wasn't safe. This was them pa- parking vans in the middle of Swanston Street and Flinders Street in the busiest intersection in Melbourne, letting down the tires, sitting in the middle of the road, not moving. Yeah, they're not fighting anyone or doing anything, but they're causing like a dangerous situation by being yeah. in those spots, holding up traffic, blocking the way. Like, what if something happens up the end of Swanston Street? That that Swanston Street um, intersection is a throughway that only emergency vehicles are allowed to drive up. Yeah. Police cars, fire uh, fire engines, and ambulance are the only cars that are allowed to drive up Swanson Street. They're blocking that road. What if there's an emergency up Swanson Street? They can't get mm. a fire truck up. They can't get ambulances up there. People die. Like, this is what goes against... Like, just you're not helping your cause by acting like this. You're actually as long as, pushing- as, long as there's no animals dying, they're they're happy. <laughs> well, and that's it. And this is what the thing, like the the justification is, is that we had to push it to this extreme to make people notice. Mm. It's like, well, this, yeah, I don't. That just, to me, that just doesn't fly because you're not this. This isn't helping your cause. This is pushing people away. This is stopping people from yeah. one being able to get to their jobs on time. Maybe they have doctor's appointments. Maybe, like, you don't know the people that you, they could have been disrupting. Mm. What if someone was on their way to see their child get born and they weren't able to do it? Like, we don't yeah. know the, the effects that this could have had on thousands of people, the, tra- the traffic chaos that they caused. And all it's, all it's done is make people, like you said, go stereotypical, vegans are crazy. Vegans are idiots. Look at these vegans waving it in yeah. your face. And it's also seems to have been happening all over the world as well. Mm. It's like this international day of like mm. awareness or something. And yep. this movie that's coming out, like I'm going to say there's way more people now that know about this movie, but mm. I don't know if anyone of them is going to watch it no. <laughs> because it's it's not um, uh, there's there's not the connotations of of something that's positive. It's it's something mm. that they're going to associate with this these annoying group of people that mm. have done this thing. So mm, 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 mm. yeah, no, I agree. Um, I yeah, I just don't think that kicking and screaming and throwing a tantrum is the right way to get your message across. And that goes for any type of, not that they were, you know, and I use that in a metaphorical term because obviously they weren't kicking and screaming. They were sitting in the middle of the road, but doing the metaphor is the same. Like doing this doesn't help your cause. It just pushes people away from your cause. It doesn't, it doesn't um, enamor people with you. It, it alienates them. And that's mm-hmm. what these these protests did. I would love for them to, to do something meaningful. or And I'm not saying that what they're doing isn't meaningful. I'm saying that it was not constructive, I guess. And Yeah. And I think vegans have enough of an image problem mm. already with people like groups like PETA. PETA. Just oh. banging on about the most irrelevant. Oh, they, had, <laughs> they put out a tweet the other day that was a like a cow with like human breasts. Oh, yeah. 
and an old man like breastfeeding and yeah. they're like doesn't look right does it this is what you're doing when you drink milk and it's like no it's not <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> it's nothing and, like <laughs> yeah no it's absolutely nothing like that and i drink almond milk too so i guess they can't really say anything about that um but yeah, I just yeah, I just don't think this is the way to do it. And even from a point of like criminal damage, like they were taking, like these were not the the vans and the cars and the things that they used for these protests. And so not just protests in Swanson Street, but they went and parked them out front of butchers and abattoirs and um, slaughterhouse and these kinds of things, and and disrupted those places of work. Um, but they were rented vehicles for like owned by you know like thrifty and budget and these types of. <laughs> car rental and they were slashing their tires they were parking them in front of like spray painting on and slashing their tires like that's criminal damage like i want to know who's paying for that It'd be interesting for sure they'll be they'll be paying one way or another oh yeah for sure so um yeah they didn't they didn't do them i don't think they did themselves any favors Jono. i guess is my point with this mm. one um but yeah it's look it's an interest the whole veganism thing is an interesting one like i like i said i do respect the cause and i I respect people's right to choose to do that and i think it's a it is a noble enough thing to do is to be vegan but the way that they've gone about it it doesn't help especially like you said when they already have an image issue yeah doesn't make people want to jump on board the train that is for sure uh and jano you have a Jack. slight piece of news, more of a discussion topic I wanted to have with you this mm-hmm. week. Uh, was and we started the game off video ga- the, the game. We started the show <laughs> off video game related. Let's we'll finish it off in on the same note, but in a different type of uh, tinge, I guess. So, Borderlands Three, uh, which is a highly anticipated game from Gearbox Studios, published by Two K, was revealed in the last week, uh, and along with the reveal of the game was the reveal of the box art. Uh, now on the box art, uh, they they've all three the previous two games um, all featured one of the psycho bandits on on the cover, which is like the mar- the very I don't know if you could call it iconic yet, but yeah, sure, I'd yeah, say so. yeah iconic so. Borderlands character, which is the psycho with the mask and um, the mask, kind of yeah. yeah gas mask thing. They're really sort of yeah very, you'd know it if you saw it uh, mm. on the cover, and this follows that trend is the psycho on the cover of the uh of the game the the third one's about to be released uh now the difference in this is that the psycho is uh imitating the imagery of a classic painting of jesus christ uh this with the sacred heart which is the uh everyone everyone knows you see that you know exactly what it's trying to um yeah uh, you know what it's trying to do it's it's the you know holding the um holding his heart he's got his hand up and he's kind of you know imitating that that um that image of of jesus christ heart the sacred heart replaced with a grenade um and other borderlands imagery included now i want to preface this conversation by saying that um i personally have no problem with the box art i this is and this Preloading conversation isn't meant to be like an attack or uh, on 2K or Gearbox mm-hmm. or anyone like that. It's more just I wanted to have a, I guess, a thought provoking conversation around this because I did see this and I did ask you this at the time and I saw it and I thought it looked, I thought it looked awesome. Like just straight off the bat, I saw the imagery. I'm like, wow, that's really cool, really like like awesome looking. And I, the longer I sort of stewed on it, the more I, and I posed the question to you. I asked you straight out. I said, does this offend you? Um, you said it didn't. Um, and I, cause I, and I said, you know, I imagine that, especially in this day and age, this would offend someone. This is something that would offend someone. And I waited, I guess, for that, you know, 
that flow like outrage yeah yeah i was waiting for that wave to come because it generally does you see the thing the thing happens you see the thing the thing might affect you or not but you can feel that wave of that coming Mm -hmm. and it never came i saw one tweet about um someone being uh hurt by it um and they didn't use the word offended or anything like that. they used the word hurt that this used Um, you know, Catholic or Christian imagery of Jesus Christ in this way to, prov- I guess, to provoke a um, a response, and it did that. Uh, I saw one article written in Forbes which referenced the box art, and the only discussion, I guess, in that article around it was the fact was that no one will get offended by this. But the, the, yeah. that was that was what was mentioned in the article is like is <laughs> like this is you know it's good it's depict depiction of Jesus Christ obviously but the psycho in its place um is like no one's going to be offended by this and uh and I haven't seen any form of outrage or anything like that so I guess the question that I wanted to pose John Owen for someone who like yourself is quite uh, religious you're you're a devout Christian I know you hate that word religious but it's true <laughs> you are religious um a devout Christian and Jesus yeah. Christ is your homeboy um why do you think and again i'm gonna say this but like this is not offend me i don't think this is a bad like but i want to know why i guess if we flip this and if this was a imagery of muhammad or buddha or another deity of another religion or perhaps someone you know uh, you know something like this it was used in on a on a game's box art we might have seen a more a different, I guess, response from the community rather than sure. the universal praise that this got. Um, so, why do you th- why do you th- why do you think that it's like, we don't people don't get upset by mm. or, or or why is it okay for for it to why be for okay? Christian imagery yeah. to be used and and people would have to to have, have to be okay with it? Not saying that yeah. we're not okay with it, but I wanted to <laughs> pose this convers- this uh, question to you. Sure. So. I guess first off, I should say, like, we had this discussion and I th- I'm pretty sure I called it that, like, no one's going to hmm. kick up a stink about this. Yeah, you did, yeah. Um, like, mocking, or well, not mocking, but I guess sat- satire and yep. Christianity are pretty, like, common. South Park does it, you know. They're always seen as fair it. game. They're fair it's, game, I guess, is the way that I'm, Yeah, I'm and I think, I think I pointed out, and I've said this... Um, even on this podcast that might have been in mm. previous discussions or other podcasts we've done together, that it feels like Christians are one of the, I guess, and straight white males now, mm. are one of the only groups of people that it's perfectly okay to make fun of mm. or mock and not have any blowback. Mm. Uh, and I, I will stand by that, especially when that, I guess, because it is the dominant religion and when mm. something is... Uh, the majority, then the it's yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of you know hard to call out that you're being discriminated against. I guess mm. that is how people would view it. Um, whether that's hypocritical or not, I think that it actually is because, like you said, if it was flipped around and it was Muhammad or Buddha or you know some Indian, one of the many Indian gods that are out there, Gishnu, Vishnu, or whatever. Um, yeah, there would absolutely be a thousand articles on Polygon and Waypoint about, um, you know, spreading hatred towards these religions. Mm. I think that the difference is, it could be that Jesus is just such a huge part of Western culture. He's like, obviously, 
one of the most iconic figures of history mm. um even today 2000 years later mm. um for me i think the reason that i guess i wasn't offended is because i, I didn't feel like it was mocking jesus it, mm-hmm. it, to me it was like an imitation of like an aesthetic and I, I guess you could say it's kind of a lazy way to generate some edgy shock value mm-hmm. um far, far cry 5 did the same thing they yeah. had like a last supper type of thing with some relevance to the story because it was very much clear that that was going down that direction of uh cults and cult leaders and and uh kind of faux religious themes and it, it's yeah it was very kind of, possible place, yeah though like that the far cry 5 one yeah. like there was a cult religious cult that you were fighting against so i guess it sort of yeah. did have its place in that one yes and you know this game hasn't come out there's only been one trailer but it actually mm. does look like that this is somewhat of a theme it's like some apocalyptic um end of world religious cult mm. involved in this game so so maybe it's very relevant to the story but mm. i guess that's not really the point it's just that uh this seems to be perfectly fine and no one bats an eyelid and yeah i think it just does come down to the fact that like i said uh it's the the majority of people it's the western world and therefore it's an easy target for Mm. for ridicule and 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 satire but you know it's interesting if you think that like that's how it is in our world but if you go to you know the middle east or something and or parts of africa where christians are very much a minority and being persecuted Hmm. and uh you know there's countries where it's illegal literally illegal to convert from uh from um what's the word uh like if you're if you're a muslim and you convert to christianity okay yep there's a death penalty in 11 countries and like you can go to prison you can lose your children you can lose your marriage in a bunch of countries over there uh in in um the Middle East and Africa. So I'm not making that up. That's, that's out there. It's fact. And mm. like, it's not really reported on because it's where we're in, I guess we're in a culture where people see that these people as the majority and like uh, to many people, it's a symbol of like oppression, like the right conservatives in America, the thumping their Bibles and kind of holding back progress. So it's all, I, I think a matter of perspective and you can kind of look at, people in, in those parts of the world that are as a very much a minority and think that, yeah, those people who felt that pain of being persecuted for their beliefs would very much be, I guess, right to be offended by something like this. Mm. Um, even though that's not my natural feeling, like I think that, um, you know, it's, I feel it's hard, quite hard to offend me with religious imagery i i think as i mentioned it's not necessarily mocking jesus and if it yep. was that then it would be something that i wouldn't really feel great about at all yeah um but i think that jesus is just so much bigger than <laughs> like mm. a video game even borderlands 3 which i'm sure is going to be a great game but mm. you know we've got more in the world to deal with i don't think that jesus would care about this <laughs> no i think that's right and i think i think it's an interesting point you make and i and i i think a, a big part of it probably is that Jesus sort of transcends religion almost. And even though and I know that sounds odd to say because obviously he's a religious figure, but mm. Jesus is, is a, like a symbol of Western culture almost. Um, mm. And it's the same thing I talk about with Christmas. Like when some people have the, yeah. have the, um, some people have an issue with saying Merry Christmas. 
because it's, it has a religious connotation and, you know, you should say happy holidays instead. And I disagree with that because I, th- I feel like for the majority of, I mean, for me personally, I'm not religious at all. I feel like cr- Christmas trend has transcended re- religion almost like it's a western me, tra- it's a western tradition yeah. exactly it's not we don't gather at christmas to celebrate the birth of jesus christ we gather at christmas to spend time with our loved ones and our family and to be together and to exchange gifts and give and all those things like to me, Christmas isn't about religion at all. It's about family and love. And you could argue that those things are intertwined with religion, but I would argue that they're their own thing. And and that saying Merry Christmas isn't saying, uh, isn't putting a, you know, a Catholic or a Christian yeah. thing onto someone. It's, it's celebrating a, a holiday that we celebrate mm. in Australia that's in the calendar like that says Christmas and you get the day off it's a public yeah. holiday kind of thing like um, it's 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 gone past that but yeah I think you, you make a good point like and and it probably does come from a place of um, like you said being at that top of the food like it's okay to make fun of white males it's like yeah and like yeah. And, and I and I and so it should be because white males <laughs> we've had it pretty good for thousands and thousands of years is probably about time it starts to come back the other way. Um, mm. And there's probably a bit of that on it for Catholics and Christians in that, you know, and so, so, so many, the, like obviously the, um, the atrocities and things that have been carried out by the Catholic church for thousands of years and, and not, and all religions are guilty of it as well, or most religions. Uh, I don't claim to be a, um, histori- a religious historian, but it, like you know, the Catholic Church is seen as the the one of the most powerful organizations in the world, and you know, it's okay probably to take shots at them. I guess is is the yeah. I think with with the culture at the moment of uh, you know uncovering some of the recent atrocities particularly Ooh. around sexual abuse and, and that kind of thing then if if, if people look at this art as a, a statement about catholicism i think that would probably be a, a lot more acceptable to to people mm. that are trying to make that kind of point and and it's worth mentioning that like when you showed this to me it didn't it wasn't like an immediate like oh that's jesus like i didn't actually think that because mm. First of all, the artwork is really cool. Like yeah. it's been designed really it's, well. It, it is. It looks. Beautiful. It looks yeah. great. Mm. And secondly, I didn't grow up, and I have never really been part of the Catholic Church, the stained glass windows, mm. the that Renaissance kind of era of imagery mm. with, with Jesus. Like the the paintings that this is imitating. Like that's not my Jesus. Like. <laughs> That's not what I picture. Mm. I don't think of like this Chad Kroger looking guy <laughs> when I think of Jesus. You know, I, I think of a guy that actually looks like a Jew. You mm. know, and and, and an Arab in mm. like the the you know twenty AD or whenever mm. he, he was born. So it it you know in that sense as something that's not even necessarily accurate to me and the, the picture that i have especially doesn't really offend me in that mm. way it's more, probably more i can understand catholics who've got a very strong connection to this imagery feeling that and i think that mm. that's probably you know it, it might be something that becomes a story as time goes on mm. as this game gets you know released maybe mm. even mm. when mm. you know 
the Fox News or such pundits find out about it and think that it will be an easy story for their audience to latch on to the violent video games, especially if there's <laughs> some other controversy with Borderlands 3, whether it's within the content, mm. whether it's someone playing it before they brought their gun to school and then they talk about you know this cover of this satanic image or whatever it might be i think that it's possible very possible that we're not done hearing about this uh, but yeah as far as the games media which we're very much tapped into the games media that's very quick to talk about you know far cry 4 with its quote unquote like racist front cover mm-hmm. because there was a white guy putting his hand on um, an indigenous person's head. Mm. I think that those types of people wouldn't necessarily be the ones to wave their fist in defense of the Christian uh, imagery. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And I was just re- surveying the um, the uh, responses to the the reveal of the box art, and we're all unanimously positive. And um, mm. and like I said, I think it's I think as far as artistic work i think it's great um i wasn't offended by it obviously i'm not a religious person but i did it did elicit a reaction out of me in that i felt like i felt because i I'm, i come from a like a half my family is italian so i come from an italian background very catholic people mm. i'm not at all like at all um but like i, I just think about if nonna saw that on my shelf she would give me a whoop and I'll tell you <laughs> really? what. Yeah, yeah, she would be not happy. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, it, that's sort of that's sort of how it got my brain ticking over and, and I just wanted to have mm. the discussion about it. But um, no, That's a good point. And yeah. I, I think like from my perspective as a Christian, I think being offended isn't a good thing. Like I, I, don't, I don't think we should be easily offended. I think that we should shrug our shoulders and move on when someone does something that we don't like. Mm. You know, unless it is something that we feel is, you know holding people back or is Mm. an issue that has flow on effects to, you know, the way people's mind works or the way that people are treated. Like, I think that Jesus himself was someone who wasn't like, wasn't offended. Like he offended people intentionally, like Mm. the religious leaders of the time, he would make fun of them and talk about, um, like a, a, a good example is he was talking about anyone who sees a fault in someone else without noticing their own issues, he said it was like seeing a speck in someone's um, eye, but when you've got a log in your own eye. And he's talking about these, you know, religious leaders and the people who crucified him were the people who were offended. Like, this guy says he's the son of God. Like, that's so Mm. offensive. And they are the ones that held themselves up as, you know, like upright and respected. And they're the ones, like now, who you see kicking up a stink about um you know the like westboro church and crap like that that's like so far from the message of jesus like i could preach for a long time here so i'm gonna stop but Mm. i really think that that whole culture of outrage it's not good anywhere really it's good to have a passion for a cause and want to see that cause through but the the uh, we've talked about outrage culture i don't want to go completely into it but i just think you know, you do you and be the change you want to see in the world. And that's where it should come from, I think, rather than kicking up a stink. Yeah, I agree. And 
I, 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 I look forward to playing the game. So <laughs> I should be very excited as well. Yeah, me too. I, I'll probably, I will play this game. Absolutely. That's... Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of It Is What It Is. This has been a product of 8-Bit and you can find all of our content over at 8-Bit.net or search the 8-Bit Collective hashtag on Twitter. And please... If you can share the dollar, it would mean the world to us. If you head on over to patreon.com slash weare8bit and mm. give your support to the 8-Bit Patreon, uh, you get early access to the 8-Bit cast as well as a slew of other perks depending on your tier. And you can follow us on Twitter. Jono is at Jono himself. I am at Cruzy underscore mate and 8-Bit is at weare8bit on all of the socials. Jono, I read, I, I mistyped... Um, and um i wrote jono him shelf um <laughs> so if you're ever if you're ever like a carpenter or a shelf maker you can hey. get that twitter handle that's for a, you jono him shelf jono him shelf <laughs> ladies and gentlemen if you enjoyed the show head on over to itunes give us a subscribe leave us a review helps get the word out about us helps us be discoverable and if you've ever got any questions for myself or my guests uh you can email us at it is what it is at 8bit.net or hit us up at the aforementioned twitter and social handles and shout out as always to our wonderful sponsors audio technica for hooking the 8-bit collective up with all the best audio gear in the business make sure to head on over to www.audio-technica.com.au for all the things you need in the way of audio gear Jono, got anything you want to pimp for the kids tell them about the the putting in the works yeah so division two review pimp that again Mm -hmm. we are 8-bits youtube channel check that out Give it a thumb up and check out the rest of the reviews. We've got a Devil May Cry review. I think very soon we will have a review for Metro Exodus in the coming week or so from uh, one Brendan White. And Sammy Deej's reviews are always there too. So give that a pimp. I mean, give that a give that a check out. What am I trying to say here? I've been podcasting for too long. Uh, and yeah, put, <laughs> give that a check out. Um, putting in work is up every Thursday with, uh, you know, my interviews with creative types we've just had logan wilkinson uh fellow Ooh. guest on this very podcast it is what it is and friend of of the show friend of 8-bit he's one of those patreon subscribers uh getting those producer shout outs and uh yeah sam atherton of uh, awkward pause slash four yanks one aussie coming up in just a couple of days and jack cruz next week so Ooh. all the goodness all the happy smiling faces that i get to talk to coming into your ear holes very soon word very good very good well Jono. yes it's been an absolute pleasure as always talking with you this evening yeah i could guess i could say the same yes yes you could <laughs> yes you could <laughs> until next time friends it is what it is John Hawkins.